1: champions league wednesday preview psg against man city a mouth-watering affair we have jonathan johnson and jimmy conrad joining us for a huge huge game in the champions league begins right now The NFL draft is here and the fantasy football today crew will be live for all three days of the draft, breaking down the fantasy impact of the picks. Join CBS fantasy analysts, Jamie Eisenberg, Dave Richard, Heath Cummings, NFL analysts like Pete Prisco and Ryan Wilson and former players like Brady Quinn and Bryant McFadden on Thursday, Friday and Saturday on the fantasy football today. YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash fantasy football today get your questions answered in the chat room and start your 2021 fantasy football prep early remember everything is live on youtube.com forward slash fantasy football today what's up everybody welcome to giggle lasso our champions league wednesday preview psg against manchester city we have it all here for you jimmy conrad how are you my friend
0: I'm doing great. I'm really excited for this one. I'm still maybe a little disappointed. It wasn't uh, Bayern Munich versus Manchester City. That was the one I think we all wanted to see a couple months ago. But then Robert Lewandowski got hurt and that pretty much ruined. And Bayern's kind of a dumpster fire right now with managerial changes and who knows what the hell's going on. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this one now. Let's focus on PSG and Man City.
1: Let's focus on PSG because I tell you somebody that is not upset that PSG is right here against Man City. And that's Jonathan Johnson. JJ, how are you, my friend?
2: Hey there, guys. Doing well. Pleasure to be on with you, as always, and really pumped for this one. Looking forward to being at the stadium tomorrow.
1: Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. Um, What a great matchup. I mean, obviously, the semifinals is really when it gets now, you know, the nitty-gritty, the final four. But PSG against Man City, you know, two goliaths of European football. It's going to be super intriguing. All right, let's get straight into it. Uh, Again, I asked you this, Jimmy, at the beginning of... uh, with Tuesday's preview episode, just immediately, what are your thoughts on this game as we look ahead to such a big matchup?
0: I know that both defenses for these teams are pretty good and maybe in some ways underrated, but I'm here for goals. Okay. I want to see a seven, six over two aggregates. You know, I, I'm here for that. And, and I'm hopeful that we'll get to see some tremendous world-class finishing ability, but given what I saw in the last round, probably not. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. uh, yeah, maybe not exactly It always hurts us uh, when, it, when it matters But Jonathan Johnson, aside from obviously what you're going to be You know, he's our insider, a PSG insider as well for CBS Sports So JJ, I really would love your thoughts on this game uh, As we look ahead, you know, to, to such a massive match Not just for PSG, of course, but Man City Because this is still a trophy that Pep Guardiola cannot win with Man City
2: yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's absolutely huge in so many different ways. I mean, you know, not only because of the size of the clubs involved, uh, you know, sort of the the rivalry uh, that goes with being the, the two leading state-owned clubs uh, in the global game. Uh, you know, and the fact that there is a bit of history to this fixture as well. They met in the quarterfinals back uh, in 2015-16. Uh, we know that Manchester City advanced to the semis, uh, eventually falling. But, uh, you know, PSG took... Quite drastic action after that match, uh, sacking Laurent Blanc to the tune of 22 million euros. So, you know, I'm kind of interested to see what the, the fallout might be in sort of 10 days time. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a huge match. Obviously, PSG, we know they've already come past Barcelona, Bayern Munich. Uh, you know, Manchester City's route to this point has been, you know, easier on paper uh, you know, but they, they didn't necessarily make it easier for themselves in certain moments against Borussia Dortmund. But it, it's, you know, it's just mouthwatering. You look at the players that could be on show uh come wednesday night and then again next week and it's you know it, it's incredible and i think something that makes me really look forward to this match even more is i know it's the first time in a long time certainly uh, under mauricio pochettino that psg will be able to put out all of the big guns you know you're gonna have your mbappes you're gonna have your neymars Verratti marquinhos you know all those guys have been in training in the build-up to the game so it looks like they're all set to be heavily involved
1: yeah and to that point jimmy Something that Pep Guardiola said ahead of this game that uh, PSG are almost impossible to control, uh, you know, because of this firepower. How do you see this game, and how how's Pep Guardiola going to approach this?
0: That's a great question. I went on to Clip Pro; it's a website for us to look at highlights, and and I was trying to figure out ways or watch what Borussia Dortmund did to great effect uh, to to break down Manchester City, and to your point. They can hurt him. If Kylian Mbappe is fully fit, and I guess JJ can confirm that or not, since he limped off with a little bit of a thigh injury, apparently, at the end of the game against Mets this past weekend, I think it's more precautionary. I think he's going to be fine. But if he's thinking about it at all, it could limit his influence and maybe trying to stretch out the defense. But if he plays up high, which I expect... I don't think that Man City handle that type of pace very well early in Holland's when they got there a couple opportunities him in particular and he's just running the channels he gets in behind John stones in particular and finds that gap between stones and Diaz and, and Mbappe can definitely exploit that and is quicker than Mbappe or excuse me than Holland but obviously probably not as strong. So I think there's some elements there and then when you see the Marco Roy goal in the first school uh, excuse me in the first leg. Borussia Dortmund, Man City, it's just some good interplay. It's the good third-person running. So Jude Bellingham does well to attack that back line, that midfield. Plays it into Holland. Roy starts his run. Holland plays it in behind the defense, and they're in. I mean, PSG are very good at that, and they have players of world-class ability that can make that happen on a regular basis. If we're going to see the same Neymar that we saw against Bayern Munich, who was very controlled and and, uh, patient and, and not getting caught up in the antics and emotion of the game, then I think they have a really good chance because that Neymar, for me, very measured in terms of where he wants to attack, doing the dirty work, sitting on the, the holding midfielder a little bit, uh, and and go, working on both sides of the ball. He clearly has a, a good relationship with Pochettino. I think that only bodes well for, for PSG to have some success. That said, PSG gave up so many opportunities to Bayern Munich that didn't have Robert Lewandowski in their team. And if they give up those same types of opportunities to a team like Manchester City... I could see them getting run over because Man City's going to finish those opportunities or at least more of them than Bayern did.
1: Yeah, where are you heading here, uh, JJ? Because obviously Pochettino and Guardiola have a history, you know, Premier League, of course, and and in the Champions League, Uh, Pochettino's Tottenham in 2019, winning that one in the quarterfinals on goal differential 4-4. You know, what's Pochettino thinking here as well? Because also, Man City is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I don't know if they're going to have a number nine starting in this one. What do you see?
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's really difficult to predict exactly how Manchester City will approach this one. We've seen so much unpredictability from them, uh, you know, not only domestically, but also continentally. So I think Pochettino is just going to be going, uh, you know, focusing on what he can do with PSG. Uh, You know, I remember that uh, Tottenham Hotspur run to the Champions League final a couple of years ago it was in a similar vein to what we've seen from PSG so far, and that there were some crazy games, a lot of goals involved, a lot of goals scored, a lot of goals conceded, uh, you know, particularly that uh, thriller against Ajax in the semifinals. So, you know, I think that PSG, I'm not, I'm not going to say that they're going to go for total broke, certainly not in the first leg, but they're going to look to outscore uh, Manchester City, which obviously is a bold approach, uh, you know, given how, how many goals we see uh, Manchester City score season after season. But, You know, I also don't think uh, that there's any sort of logic in playing within themselves, especially as this puts them in a slightly unfamiliar position because so far this season, we've seen them play the away leg first and then come home. uh, And they've slightly underperformed at home, certainly against Barcelona, less so against Bayern Munich, where they were just unlucky to score, pretty much did everything apart from find the back of the net. But now the onus is on them to put in a strong performance at home first, and we've seen them struggle at home uh, this season, both domestically and in Europe. So, you know, I think that this is an interesting challenge for PSG. But like I said, you know, with pretty much all of the the, the first-choice players fit and ready to play, uh, you know, I think that this is the... It seems like everything is coming together for PSG at the right time. To Jimmy's point about how Neymar's going to approach this match, it was interesting that PSG put him up for the pre-match interview with Pochettino uh, on the Tuesday. You know, some of the stuff that he was saying was very team-oriented. Uh you know he was talking he was asked about his uh chances of uh you know potentially winning the Ballon d'Or if he continues to play a key role for p s g in the Champions League and they go further get to the final and potentially even win it and he said he's not focused. On potentially winning something like the Ballon d'Or, he just wants to play his part to lead the team closer to the final than they already are now, which you know is quite mature of uh, of Neymar, especially when you consider sort of the the way that his uh, career has evolved since he joined PSG back in 2017.
0: Yeah, what I wanted to say with regard to Neymar. It's this maturity that we're seeing. And I don't know where it's necessarily coming from because I feel like we've seen doses of it before, whether it's for a club or country. And it's nice. It's refreshing. You know, I think everybody associates him with some antics and diving and all that good stuff. And we don't want him to lose that sauce. I think everybody marvels at just how good he is with the ball. But it's just that other stuff that really detracts and probably why he doesn't win individual awards because he's got a bit of a reputation. What I find interesting about this one in this particular game is is... The involvement of Verratti, I thought he was excellent. And I'm sure JJ can nod an approval here against Mets. And when he is in the team, they just transition so much better. And I think that allows the players around him to to make runs with more purpose, to know that that ball is going to come in a certain way. And without him, I, I think they struggle with with some of their other players who are still obviously world class players, but but just don't have the same types of qualities that Rodri has And with Pochettino bringing him higher up the field. He gets to be a little bit more of a, of a link up player. So I think that is something that Rodri in particular for Man City is going to have to figure out. What I find interesting is that Pep Guardiola has only beaten three managers more often during his career than Mo- uh, Mauricio Pochettino. He's, he's faced him 18 times and beat him 10 times. He's also he's beaten Mourinho the most, which I thought was funny, Sean Dyche's second uh, Manuel Pellegrini. Sean Deitch! He's, he's there, he's there. But 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 to to JJ's That's point point, awesome for the caliber of coach. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just wanted to throw Deitch in there, but uh uh Pochettino eliminated uh Guardiola in the quarterfinals back in the 2018-2019 uh, Champions League and and uh, it was 4-4 and it was away goals that actually saw Spurs go through in that one. It's tough. This is a tough one for me. I, I I wonder if this is the point now where Pep Guardiola starts to maybe overthink his team. Uh, he, they're coming off a big League Cup win where they dominated and suffocated a, a Tottenham team that had .00004 XG or whatever you guys want to get into stat-wise. And They did a very good job, and now Stones should come back into the team, even though Laporte was the hero in that one. Uh, you know, Edison will probably come back into the team, of course. I I, I don't know. It's interesting to see what they're going to do and who they're going to line up. And, and if Mbappe's healthy, it's a tough one. I've, I've been looking at this from an odds perspective. I think we both are all, we can all agree that that they're going to score. Both teams are going to score, It's just a matter of what you think the result's going to be. So I'll just throw this out there for you guys. You guys can chew on it. Uh, match results. So PSG to win, both teams to score. PSG is 410. Uh, the draws plus 310, both teams to score. And Man City to win and both teams to score is plus 265. I do want to throw out there that Man City have only lost once in their last 22 away matches, and that was at Wembley against Chelsea in the FA Cup semifinals 1-0. They didn't really even look up for that game. I think they're going to be a little bit different in this semifinal leg one. Away goals are going to be very important, I think, over these two legs, and I think City's going to go for it as well. Maybe be a little bit measured, similar to PSG, but whoever strikes first, I think, puts himself in a good position because at some point, the other team has to stretch out and go for that, that next goal.
1: Yeah, thanks for that, uh, Jimmy. And I think JJ and I have the similar score predictions. I'll let JJ talk himself in a second. But one of the things that I uh, said in our Sports.com prediction was that exactly what you just said, Jimmy. This is a very difficult game to figure out. And I think it's because there's a difference between you don't know what you're going to get. Control or react. Who's going to try and control the game? Who's going to try and react to it? And I feel like Guardiola doesn't know that. He doesn't know how to not control So he's going to probably want to really keep the ball as much as he wants. So it makes me think, are we once again going to see a starting 11 without a number nine, which I think actually is counterproductive against the PSG. I feel you need a natural number. You need a Gabriel Jesus to drop deep, to try and move the chains, to try and maybe go side to side. So I don't know about that. And then from the other side, Verratti again, I think is key because if you want to slow down Man City, you have to try and figure out a way to disrupt Kevin De Bruyne. I'm not saying that that's just completely Verratti's uh, responsibility because he pushes forward a little more. Idris gay, of course, Paredes. But I just think that it's going to be so difficult to figure out because, once again, Pochettino is a student of Marcelo Bielsa. And when you see Leeds United play Man City, it's nothing but fun. And I'm hoping that that's what's going to happen, JJ.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, fingers crossed that it really does uh, live up to the bidding. I mean, I think you both raised some really, really good points, I think, you know, regarding Verratti. Verratti is great, uh, you know, in in terms of the transition, brings that creativity higher up the pitch for PSG, but he's also absolutely crucial in maintaining possession. I mean, he he can basically count for sort of 10% of possession there or thereabouts uh, in a game. And when it's a in such a big match I mean to be honest I think he he might actually be more important with that quality for the second leg if PSG is sort of playing to try and hold on to a result uh, you know but he does obviously have that in his locker uh, with regards to how Manchester City approached this one in terms of the attack yes you know I agree that it might not be the best move to, to go without a recognized attacker but also if you go with a Jesus that's putting him up against his compatriot, Marquinhos, somebody who knows his game very, very well. So that is potentially an advantage for PSG there. You know, I think there are some interesting subplots and very small details that this match could play on as well. You've got Kevin De Bruyne. You know, you know that he's probably going to be in the squad. But, you know, how fit and how ready is he really going to be? Also, do you want somebody who's nursing a bit of a knock uh, a couple of weeks after an injury, going up against the midfield with the tenacity of Leandro Paredes, Idrissa gay, you know, guys who are going to be snapping into to challenges, especially now that uh, you know the the suspensions are out of the way uh, before the final. So I, you know, I think that there is going to be some very uh, you know, tasty challenges flying in. I think PSG are going to let City know that they're they're in they're involved in a match immediately. Uh, you know, and I think they will go for the jugular, trying to get that early goal.
1: Yeah, I mean, De Bruyne is starting. JJ. Just I just want to like, I don't care like fifty percent. De Bruyne, big is like screw it, we're we're going for it. I just think that that's definitely the key. I, I uh,
0: think I I think though, if Kevin De Bruyne is hurt, why I would put him at the false nine then. I would put him a little bit higher up the field, not make I'll him get. Foden. It just don't, he doesn't need to stretch. They're not looking to stretch anything, so he doesn't have to necessarily leg it out to get behind the defense or anything like that. You get him as a hold up player, he's looking to combine. He's almost like the neutral. If you guys ever play possession and, and training or whatever, he's just the neutral, baby. He's the fantasista. He's just getting the ball, he's playing yeah. it around, He'll everything's easy. A he's smoking down. a cigarette, yeah. yeah. But if you put him in midfield to JJ's point, he is going to get kicked, and the game is going to be harder in that spot. So I could see De Bruyne in the nine if he's at you know 80 85. percent I do want to say from a numbers perspective, PSG have scored at least once in 43 of their last 45 matches. Uh, both of those where they got shut out were against Bayern Munich, a 1-0 score lines. in the last match and in the Champions League final last season. Uh, Neymar has been excellent. Uh, five goals and four assists in his last 12 Champions League matches against English clubs. So I don't know. Maybe he's just got something about proving something wrong to them. Pochettino's men have also scored at least three goals in seven of their last nine games in all competitions. This Man City team, I think we could argue or make a strong argument for them being the best defense in all of Europe. They've only given up three goals so far in this competition. They're on the verge of being the first English club to ever win 10 games in this current form, in this current setup of the Champions League. So there's a lot. Kevin De Bruyne, just to bring it up, four goals and four assists in his last seven Champions League knockout rounds. I think I bring up these assists because I wanted you guys to know that I'm looking at Neymar to get an assist at plus 175, and we saw him get an early one against Bayern Munich in leg one with Killing Mbappe score in the first couple minutes. And then uh, Kevin De Bruyne to get an assist is plus 105. You know he's going to have a lot of the ball and have a lot of looks just a matter of whether his teammates can finish. I think JJ is going to love this bet. Marco Verratti to get a card, plus 138. JJ, I think William Hill's printing free money with that one because we know Verratti's getting a yellow.
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree. To be honest, it amazes me when they put these kind of bets down. Uh, you know, I just think it's it's almost a foregone conclusion that he's going to pick up a yellow card at some point. I think Paredes will probably be second in that list, just behind.
1: Him as well. <laughs> I think is definitely getting one too as well. I don't know. There's going to be cards in this one. Look, the other thing is Riyad Mahrez was born in Paris. He he thinks very highly of of his city, of course. I feel like he could be an impact in this as well. JJ and I have the same score. I, I can't even say that. I think this is 2-1 PSG in this first leg. That's what I see. I, I just see that PSG, once again, just like we were talking about Sinodin, Sudan and Real Madrid, obviously by the time you listen to this, maybe I'm wrong completely, but I just think that Pochettino wants to make sure, as you mentioned, Jimmy, that goals are scored, right? PSG is definitely going to score at least one. I'll see a Neymar assist, and I think that PSG will take the lead in this first leg. I don't know what the overall result will be, but at this moment in this first leg, I see PSG taking it two-one.
2: That's what I see. Anybody feel free to chime in and let JJ, me.
0: JJ, you going? You going two-one PSG as well? I want to hear yeah, more two, before I give my give mine.
2: Yeah, two-two-two-one is my call because I think you know at the end of the day, an away goal uh, in this sort of tie, whether it's for City in the it's first key. leg yeah. or PSG in the second, it's going to be extremely important. Uh, just to Elaborate a little bit on what Luis Miguel said. I, I love when our predictions flow in because I know that I can count on LM for, you know, the most in-depth rundown of each game. It's incredible. It puts, uh, it puts my predictions to shame. <laughs> so far with this as well. It's because it's, uh, no, it's we- like three in
1: the morning. I've got three <laughs> shots of whiskey and I'm just like, screw it. I'm going to be like Ernest Hemingway with my prediction. I'm just going to write an essay. <laughs>
2: Uh, it's, key, it's incredible. Keep on going, but no, on the Riyad Mahrez topic, slightly away from the uh, away from the action. But Mahrez has actually come out with some really interesting quotes in the last couple of months. When he's been talking about PSG, he's talked up the possibility of a potential move there. You know how yeah, he loves them. How, how 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 City feel about that? You know, we will we'll just have to sort of wait and see. But we know Angel Di Maria is sticking around in Paris for a little bit longer. But in terms of replacements, in the way that PSG play. Players that kind of fit that profile. I think Marquez would be a perfect replacement for PSG at some point in the future for Di Maria uh, when Di Maria returns to Argentina before he ends his career. Uh, but for this match, uh, I'm going two one. I'm with uh, Luis Miguel there, just in slightly more concise format. All right, Jayce. Uh, Jayce, what do you say?
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, respectfully disagree with you too. I think that City are going to be up for this. I'm just trying to decide which bet I want to do.
1: All right. So, I, I, I kind of okay. like the
0: draw. I, I like the draw. I just don't know what the result's going to be. One one or or two two. The draw. Both teams' have scores plus three ten. I'm I'm looking pretty pretty heavily at that. However, when you look at the score lines and and results and over two and a half goals, this gets a little little spicy. If you if you have the draw and over two and a half goals, which would pretty much guarantee a two two and obviously three three plus eight hundred. So so. God, there's a part of me that wants to do that. But to play it safe and just make sure I have that 1 1 possibility, I think I'm going to draw and, and both teams to score plus three times.
1: I honestly would not, di- if you're listening to this, I'm sticking with 2 1, but 2 all is not that crazy because, again, remember something. This is two very, in many ways, they're similar philosophies, but in other ways, they really invite each other to score. And if JJ and I have said 2 1, I see no reason. Why in the late stages of this game, Man City get away and then they suddenly tie it and make it to all. Well. So well, don't disregard. That's not. It's not a terrible bet.
2: It was 2-2 in Paris the last time they met. There them. you go. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: a, there's a lot. And there's too much firepower, I think, just to, to not do it. God, now I'm, ch- no, no, I'm going to stay with 2-1. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm sticking with 2-1. All right. Well, that's our uh, Champions League Wednesday preview. PSG against Man City. Final words from our esteemed colleagues. Jimmy Conrad, let's begin with you. Final words from you.
0: I am really looking forward to this first leg. Uh, There's obviously a lot of tactics at play here, but just to see who's going to step up and be that world class performer. and and make the plays that make the difference. You know, this is where you want to see the Mbappes and Neymar's and Kevin De Bruyne's and and Bernardo Silva's and Phil Foden step up and and do the business. And then we're probably talking about all these guys and it's going to be the goalkeepers that end up being the heroes. So so we'll see how it goes.
1: Keylor Navas to the rescue. JJ, uh, what do you say? Final words? I'm
2: glad glad you guys brought up Navas because obviously PSG have been looking at the way that he's been performing, particularly in the Champions League knockout stages. They've seen his value uh, and they've added a year to his contract. I think that's a fantastic, move. Very, very smart. You know, I know there was a bit of speculation about PSG going for Donnarumma on a free transfer. There's no better goalkeeper, in my opinion, in Europe at this moment in time than Kaylor Navas. Uh, and the thought of seeing him between the sticks for PSG for a few more seasons is, is fantastic. I think it's a very smart move. Amen. You hear that, Real Madrid? <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Let's end it on that. Well done, Tico King, Keylor Navas. Well, that's it. Jimmy Conrad, thank you so much, brother. Thank you, guys. JJ, thank you.
2: Pleasure as always guys.
1: Everybody, I want to thank Jimmy Conrad and Jonathan Johnson for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Gay Golasso Pod. We are on Spotify, on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review. We're on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Golasso and CBSports.com. We have plenty more of content to come on the best soccer podcast out there. Make sure that you keep following us. Have a great rest of your week.